0: and Creativity visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets. charms.
1: look, man. Where? Oh, I see my wow. eye.
0: Oh, my, Bowen, look over there. Wow, is that Ooh. culture? Oh, yes, my goodness, oh, wow, Las wow. yeah. Culturistas, ding,
1: ding dong. dong, Las Culturistas. Culturistas calling. calling, I have a gift for Bowen. This, I've been waiting to hear what sound you're gonna Percy make. Pigs. Is it, Percy <gasps> <pigs>? <gasps> yes, yes.
0: Oh my god. Oh my god. Mary's Mary Percy, miss. I had no idea what this reveal was going to be. But you. But then it's. I think I heard the, the crinkling. Oh, fuck. This is the MMA. I crinkled as I crinkle. came in. Everybody. Oh my god. My favorite. I know. Girly. Well, actually,
1: so they're actually from <laughs> Zane Phillips' sister, Emily, who Emily. came to the show, and she brought two bags of Percy Pigs. Shout out. Because, explain.
0: Percy Pigs. I didn't I don't think so, honey. Percy Pigs. That was kind of a fake out because I was like, I don't think so, honey, that they are exclusively available at M&S, which is this, like, food chain yeah. in the UK. And, but God, they're my favorite candy. Yeah. They're so good at limited and edition. These are, these are limited edition. Wait, vegan? Honey, what? they're all vegan. They're, uh, uh, Percy, oh, per- I didn't know that. Uh, Everything Percy vegan. Pan. Candy in Europe is... That girl. The candy technology there is cutting edge. They pump our shit with, like... Pff, Chemicals. They're trying to corn. kill us. They're trying to kill us. Did you hear
1: that? The government's actually trying to kill us all. What, how do you mean? Well, I can't get into it because they're coming. Oh, you know our guest came in with the Secret
0: Service. Those are the lovely folks at security at NBC. I know those. those are you men at well. the level?
1: Are you at the NBC the, no, level?
0: No. Where I, I don't get, I don't get a little phalanx, but I get. So you're vulnerable out there. But I say hi to the guys on like every day that I'm. I'm Do on they give a. this? Hey, no,
1: because that I can't describe the energy more than hey.
0: No, they really, they know they're talking to a foppish fellow Shut and they the go, hell up. hey, Bowen, how are you? Yeah, they're very, they, they soften up a little bit. They're not a Foppish
1: like, fellow. You I'm are a, a f- I'm fop. I'm a fop. You're one of the foppish girls <laughs> of NBC. <laughs> yeah. So were you guys all in a group text like Lauren's boys, Lauren's yes, guys? Yes, that's what we
0: call it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lauren's guys. Lorneettes. Lorneettes <laughs> are me and the security people on eight. Do people yeah.
1: know about the Lornettes?
0: Like the actual Lornettes? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think so. They're,
0: like they, they've been documented. Okay, there needs to be as documentary it's, 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 about do, the do, they, do you think it's fine if I talk about the Lornettes? I would be uh, <laughs>
2: glancing in your description of
0: the Lornets. The Lornets are <laughs> the, pe- the people who make the popcorn, essentially. Great, yeah, love yeah, that. Let's yeah. keep it there. Let's keep it there. Um,
2: wow, so That's many true. reasons. That's true. You have to be a little bit more specific now that I've made it sound like. No, good... no,
0: they're, they're yeah, they're all lovely people. And actually, one of the Lornets, Karina, helped out on the Culture Awards. this Yes, summer. she did. I love that Lornet. She's well, she's more than a Lornet. She's a wonderful
1: more than a Lornet. More than a Lornet. That's beautiful.
0: Anyway. That
1: should be the title of all their books. She's a, mor- a Mornette. A She's Mornet. a Mornette. <laughs> so the Anyone? reason why this it's is so just... exciting is because I was in London and I want to shout out London and a couple of things I did there. Please. I saw Nicole Scherzinger in Sunset Boulevard. <sighs> this has to be seen. And I'm not just saying this because I'm one of the gayest people in the world. No. This is one of the stunning performances of our time. You can't believe how crazy it is. I mean, it's unreal. N-
0: Nicole Scherzinger can do Sunset Boulevard. Glenn Close could not sing could buttons. Not, could not sing buttons or react. No, and that's a rule of culture. That's a rule <laughs> that's of culture, rule culture number, number seventy-six. Seventy-six. Nicole, Nicole Scherzinger, Scherzinger can do Sunset, Sunset Boulevard. Boulevard but Glenn, Glenn Close, Close cannot do, do buttons, buttons and, and react. react.
1: Now, I think that the fact that we're sort of like in this deep of gay culture, talking about buttons and react. Yes.
0: Sunset Boulevard. Sunset
1: Boulevard. Like, I'm wondering if our guest knows about buttons and react. I think he does. I wonder if we were to say, this is a group of words, buttons, react, beep. I would wonder if he could describe. PCD. Do you know what those are? I am so in the weeds. Yeah. <laughs> and you're not introduced yet,
0: so they are not know no who no, you no, are okay, yet. Yeah. Okay. But he's
1: in the weeds so far. What we're talking about is Pussycat Dolls song titles. Excellent. I mean, I think
2: I could have based... I did know that about uh, Nicole Scherzinger. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Maybe I could have got there. Has
0: she been on the show? She is. Oh, boy. I feel like she's a fox girly with The Masked Singer, and I feel oh. like they're they're, they're they're telling her, if you go on Seth, yeah, you're done. You're
1: done. You're done, Nicole. You're
0: done, Nicole.
1: And already it's tough. Hey. No, I'm saying the UK <laughs> embraced her. In the UK, Jeez. Nicole Scherzinger is Celine Dion. It's, you come yeah. to the US, you can't even get on the show. Oh,
0: that's not true. She's a very successful entertainer. Nicole
1: Scherzinger for the pod. For Nicole, coach, whoa, Nicole we would love to have Started you. Started here because I think that's going to transfer to Broadway, and every gay person and theater lover yes.
0: should go see this. That, I mean, that Venn diagram is a circle.
1: Speaking um, of theater, you saw Spamalot last night. I saw
0: Spamalot last night. So funny. Uh-huh. Excellent performances all around. Well, A perfect. Broadway. I think stupid is back. Thank God. Stupid shit is back. Huge and also, dress. I just watching Spamalot and me going, I know. It was my first time seeing the actual show, but I was like, I know Monty Python and the Holy Grail like the back of my damn hand.
1: That, would you say that's one of the cultures that made you say culture was It for is you? definitely one of
0: the cultures that made me say. Because I actually just read in it from the library on my own accord when I was like, Nine. You looked at the cover and said, that looks like fun comedy and something I'll enjoy. And just the opening title cards of like, that person has been sacked, and the person who sacked that person has been sacked. I was like, what am I watching? Mm. And then the end of that movie, I'm going to spoil it. Everyone gets, there's this huge Carriers. scene, and then and then the cops come and arrest everybody. Ugh. It's one of the best comedy endings ever of a film, I would say. Huge. And I want to throw it over to our guest because I think he's a... um He's an expert in comedy. I would
1: would say that.
0: Wouldn't you say so? Not only would I say that,
1: not only would I say expert in comedy, I would say expert in kindness. In kindness. I would say expert in professionalism. In family. I would say in family. I would say this man has one of the best reputations in the business. And guess what? A lot of people talking and talking the truth. And the truth they always say about this guy, lovely, gracious, Mm -hmm. everyone at the place he works, late night with Seth Myers, says, I've been here for a long time and I will stay here for a long time. Thank God he puts a sounds roof like, over like a one of our good friends' house. Henry Melcher. A roof over his house. Henry Melcher. Henry Melcher. And Archie and Hugo. Oh, the babies. The babies.
2: That makes it sound like I only pay enough to put a roof on. <laughs> well.
1: And just for roofing. Just, just for for roofing. Re- We re-roofed Henry's house. That's oh, so nice. The plumbing yo, there is terrible, terrible, but there's a roof. You know him as the star of New Year's Eve. Oh, thank And you. the <laughs> co-host of the Strike Force 5 podcast.
0: And family trips with the Myers brothers. Family
1: trips with the Myers brothers. He's also host of Late Night with Seth Myers. You know him from Saturday Night Live. Many, many, many years doing the thing over there. And you know something <laughs> about that. This is a good day. This is a good day. Uh, did I say good? I think so. That was very Lindsay Lohan of me. Started to say good, started yes, to so say great. Definitely. Um, but let's just bring him in, shall? Everyone welcome.
2: Seth Meyers! Oh, I'm now I'm so happy to be here. Well, I mean, I am so First of all, let me just say, you said a very, you were on the show. Yeah. Uh, second time. Yeah. Fantastic. So funny. You were great Sophomore the first effort. time. Thank but you so would much. Would you uh, not agree? I think there was a level of comfort between both of us. We I, know each other a little bit better.
1: I think the second time was a home run. And I, it I, really I, was. I had left really happy about the first time. And then the second time, I was like, see, that... That yeah. was how you want to do it. Yes, it yeah. felt
2: a little bit less uh, hewn to maybe the the pre-interview. <laughs> exactly, you know, right. everything was a bit more. Uh, I think free that was my loose. first
1: ever talk show by myself. Ah, that's not, that, that's not true. Oh, Seth. But the first time you went on Seth. First time yeah, I yeah, went yeah. on your show was the first time I was ever like, "And please welcome," and you come out and do the thing where, and no one ever talks about the sort of headiness about walking out when the doors come, and it's then you crazy, have to do your right? walk out. It's sort of mm-hmm. like what? Mm-hmm. What? What's my walk out like? What's my thing? It's funny
2: because I, well, every now and then I'll just pop downstairs. You would think this is the easiest possible talk show appearance. I pop downstairs to do Fallon. Yeah. And I'm backstage and I have such an appreciation. This is, being a guest on a talk show is so much harder than hosting a talk show. And how do you, yeah, describe it? Because you host it, you get to do it every day. Mm -hmm. And you just slowly over the course of time, like waves uh, lapping into the shore, Mm -hmm. you become comfortable with it. And the show becomes yours. But even backstage at Fallon, which I've probably done 15 times, the stage where I'd be like, and remember, you walk out and turn right, and I go, turn right? (laughs) Yeah, I know... Like, it's not like I'm going to walk out and walk straight to the roots. I will yeah. find the desk. But you're backstage in the dark and you really do start to spin out yes. about yes. the idea that you are now going to perform the idea of being a guest. Yes. Ooh.
1: That is a thing because there's there's also been at least two hellos beforehand. There's been a conversation beforehand. Oh,
0: and you have to, the artifice yeah. of a greeting is it's is tough. The
1: artifice of a greeting. Mm. That's a great memoir title.
0: It's
2: interesting. <laughs> I like to say during an interview sometime, we were talking backstage. Yes. Because I don't, I won't artifice a greeting. Yeah. Although mm-hmm. it's interesting, neither will David Letterman, and he would not come and say hello before a show. Oh, really? Right? And when he's, the two times he's been a guest on my show, he has asked that I don't say hello <gasps> before the show, very politely, because he likes the hello to be, the
0: real hello to be on camera. Okay, and they always are. They always are. Hold on. This is not my I don't think so, honey, but um Worldwide Pants took down every single Letterman clip from YouTube. Wait, really?
2: I thought they just launched a new YouTube channel. Oh.
0: Yeah, they have then their I'm own thing now. They, okay, they have a whole, like, encyclopedic great. catalog. Don't worry. Thank God, because I'm like, how am I going to get my Amy Sedaris fix? Oh, I know. From those episodes. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I yeah. Mean? Do you have a favorite
2: guest? <laughs> I, you know it's. I will say, I think we've become a nice post-Letterman home for Amy Sedaris. I, think, I was just <laughs> oh, going to say, I oh, think you're the new. You know, they're, I think they kind of all get sort of doled out. Yeah. A, oh, right. uh, a draft of sorts where each of us <laughs> sort of ends up. And I think Amy, even though Amy and Colbert have long history and they're dear friends, I think she likes who she gets to be on our show. Mm.
0: uh, Colbert can't be like the... There was something about her and Letterman where it was like, it's just this guy letting her go. And Mm -hmm. then with Colbert, there's so much history there that it's like... Documented familiarity. Right? But it's just like two friends talking, which is not why you watch Amy Sedaris go off. Yeah. Right. It's weird. I had to find a way to interview friends
2: because Uh, I, early on in the show, underestimated how prep does help with these things. Mm, And I would say, oh, Bill's coming on, Wig's coming on, how could it be bad? And then halfway through it, I'd realize, oh, this is a little bad. You think so? I think, but we've found, I've gotten better at it. Like you can't just completely rest on the idea that we will, because we're old friends, we're going to have an interesting conversation. Uh-huh. Because sometimes the thing about friends is you're enjoying the conversation even when it's not interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when a lot of people don't share that history are in the audience watching, they need a few more sort of
0: like touch points yes. where they can lock into the story. Right. This what about also- family though? Like, like, Let's say like Thanksgiving, you, you bring yeah, my, Josh and the parents. It's the most stressed out I am all year.
2: Oh. And by the way, I think it always works out great. Yes. My parents are wonderful on the show. My brother's are wonderful on the show. But everybody has been saying this week, oh, we forget... This is the only week of the year where Seth is
1: on edge. Wow. Now, is that also to do with the fact that, like, you don't want to put anyone in your family, like, in a position where they feel, like, fucking on edge, on air? Yes, I want to
2: take care of my parents. Got it. I want to take care of my brother. I also don't ever want us to be on TV like aren't we just the bad <laughs> like we yeah. a yeah. you know you want to like bring it every time like i <laughs> i want my family is fun on a talk show because my family is funny and so i want to put them in a position to be funny as opposed to just look at us is right. it grand mm-hmm. yeah. that we're this
0: close that's like On the surface, it seems, and I'm not saying this is what it is, but it, it just it would read as presumptuous to be like, I'm going to bring my my parents and my brother on my show. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And look how charming we are.
1: I think my mother, if she ever came on this oh, podcast, she, my mother has sort of a catchphrase that she thinks works all the time, mm-hmm. but only works sometimes. So I told a story one time about how she was at the beach. She called me because she had been at the beach. My parents were at the beach. And a seagull came and stole her sandwich out of her hand. And she said, damn bird. And so people love that she said, damn bird, because she also typed it out on text like D A M M. Double R. Double R. Right. So now, whenever anyone like is posting or whatever, I see her way in online, she'll just say, LOL, this is so funny, damn, damn bird. bird. She'll just throw it in there. <laughs> and now, wh- how
2: old was she when this
1: happened? Like, what <laughs> she, age did she add a she catchphrase was... to a repertoire? <laughs> she must
2: have been like, like five years ago. 55? Oh, wow. Yeah, she <laughs> must have been very like... late breaking. To add <laughs> oh, a yeah, I know,
1: but like, damn bird has really like, been a huge thing. I said she should make shirts. She should. Make shirts. I think yeah. more people would buy her merch than like oh my a God. merch that says like lost Culturistas. certainly, yeah. She's got a huge. She's sitting on a gold mine. Dan, Dan bird. bird with two
2: M's is a very it's funny shirt. So funny, uh,
1: and like with a little bird on the corner holding a bagel. I mean, come on.
2: We, my son Axel, when he was three, he was running down a beach holding a bagel in his above his head, <gasps> and in the best mood. And a bird no. came down like it was a circus act. <laughs> where a boy ran across the, you know, the big top, and a bird flew down and grabbed the bagel, and it was other than the fact that he was crying, it's the most I ever wanted to jump to my feet and applaud. <laughs> yeah, an animal. did
1: you tell him that in years he's gonna be laughing? I'm like, this is a good story. This is a good one. <laughs> this that is a that good... bird took that bagel. That damn yeah. bird. He might actually. I might offer him
2: damn bird with an M N because that's available, it's and available. he could take damn bird.
1: Wait. Yeah. Axel is the coolest fucking name for a kid. And I wasn't and on board from
2: the beginning. Really? Yeah, I love it. And he's an Axel, and I give my wife all the credit in the world. But I didn't—it felt a little—it felt like a bigger swing than it's ended up being. Okay. I so, Can I tell you? Because we then—so we have a names. Ash, which is my wife's maiden name, is our first. Oh, love A-S-H-E. That. Then Axel. And then our daughter is Adelaide, which is my grandmother's name. Mm. Now, if the third had been a boy, my wife had an A name picked out that I was very— I was going to fight hard. You were on edge. Yes. Give me your instant reactions. To this. We will. Okay. Yeah. Atlas. Okay. Thank
1: yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay, we both We were hesitant on that I'm one.
0: Real good. What was the, what's, the, what's the sentiment of that name? I think her. uniqueness.
2: Yes. I think that we live in an era where a lot of the unique A names have now become very commonplace. Mm-hmm. Yes. It was hard to find, you know, it's at some point, even like Archer, I feel like my kids had been, already been in a class where there's like Archer B and Archer J, yeah, you know, because done. they've got a couple. Right. So.
1: I'm sorry, you know what? I'm coming around to You're it. Coming I, around I, in I think it's like Houdini by Atlas? Dua Lipa. I think it's a grower. No,
0: I thought of Miss Rand as soon as I heard For that For sure, I think yeah.
1: that that's going to happen. But Atlas Myers, like, I'm sorry, that's a very powerful high schooler. That is not the risk, a nerd. The I'm risk, telling you, that's, and I, I hate saying yes. this, but that person crushes it. Yes,
2: the risk, and of course, is I you end up with it. like an ironic Atlas. You know, you end up with a high schooler who is not. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 The funny thing is, uh, so I was like, well, you want an A name, and so if it's a boy, it's Atlas, and if it's a girl, it's going to be Anne, and then yeah. you would have A Y N,
0: and, yeah. oh, yeah. and that would tell you everything about our family. Oh, interesting. Yeah. But I think that um the unique A name that kicked this all off for the culture, you know. Miss Apple Martin. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Apple Martin! I think I've never adjusted it, Chris, to Apple I, Martin. She certainly has. She seems to be loving life. How old is Apple Martin? I at? think she's like at she's least she's like eighteen. 18 I think. Think. She's an adult.
1: Actually, yeah, I, she think I think she's. I think she's going to become a model. That's the rumor I heard that on the street. Time. Word on yeah. the street was that Apple Martin was going to become a model, which is like, yeah, sure, <laughs> sure. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, yeah, for sure. That would have
2: been one of those things if you could have bet on it early. Yeah, odds yeah, yes. would have been terrible. A hundred percent. Like bet a hundred to win like seven fifty.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Come on Vegas? Are yeah. you a
1: gambler? I will gamble a little. Yeah, yeah that's a that's a hard yes. It's what's, not what's I will your gamble. Game. It's a yes.
2: I, I mean, so when I go to Vegas, I will get a little intimidated by uh, craps, but that is by far the most fun one. Yes. Yes. If I can go with a couple people who know it, uh, uh-huh. that is the most fun to do. Blackjack, I just become a little... I, to be good at blackjack, you have to be patient. And yes. I, I, when I go to in the last sort of decade when I'm in Vegas, it's usually because I did a show mm-hmm. and I don't have a lot of time. Yeah. And so if I only have an hour, it just feels like I get a little antsy. Yeah, gotcha. Play right into the casino's hands. Yeah. Uh-huh. It
1: really is true. I was just in Vegas and like, I've been to Vegas where the table was hot, you really can feel that. Like when the table's hot and things are going good, you feel like, oh, there's no way I could ever sit down and play this game and not be good. Yeah. And then the last time I was there, the table was ice cold. I was bad. Every single hand was bad. And you're like, I will never do this again. But there's something addictive about that. Like, And there's something very real and tangible about the feeling of I'm hot or I'm like dead.
0: Yes. But because you're sure that it can turn at any given moment, and it sometimes it doesn't.
1: This is what I'm saying, though. It's like I'll sit down and I'll play like, I was it play a bad hand? Is that mm-hmm. what they'd say? Yeah. And <laughs> sure. And I'll be like, oh, it's bad for the rest of the night, and then it is. Yeah. And then sometimes it's good, and the stake is on me. Actually, you'll see me in Alexander McQueen. Mm.
2: Now, this is the very depressing uh, gambling summer I had because when the strike happened, I tried to book stand-up shows. It was very hard to book maybe the ideal places because a lot of people are on the road, a lot of those theaters. I had a three-day stint where I did a casino in Hollywood, Florida, Mm. then Tampa, Florida, Mm. then Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. And all those places, even if people didn't maybe know me from my show or SNL, posters are up of you at the casinos because you're doing a show. And so you don't really want to go gamble as someone who, you know, they could recognize. Sure, that. sure. Yeah. So what I would, I would have to wake up so early to get to the airport for the next one that I would sort of sometimes go and like gamble at like 4.45 in the morning. Really? I, because it was, and that is. <laughs> you see the way he cuts himself? Yeah. I mean, that, sorry, he he no, you're no, addicted. There's no one there. Like no, there's no happy gamblers at 4.45. Well, and not in yeah. Tampa, Florida. Not
1: in Tampa, Florida. Not. Yeah. We say that with all love. With all Do you get love. people in like Tampa, Florida who come up to you and say, hey, I see your show. Do you get ordinary people? I don't.
2: You know, I do think people at this point are smart enough to self select. Got out. it. Yeah. Right. I do get a little weird. I mean, I think weirdly, the hard rock in Hollywood, Florida is the one that's shaped like a guitar. Have you <laughs> ever seen it? It's like <laughs> crazy. We got to go. Three billion. It's <laughs> right up our <laughs> I was alley. It's a little disappointing. One thing is you hear it shaped like a guitar and you're like, that's so dumb. And then when you're driving in, you see it and you do have that kid moment of like, oh my God, I'm going to stay in a guitar. Yeah
1: we love that that's right up our
2: alley yeah it's really kind of cool the neck of the guitar you wish was a little higher obviously oh, it doesn't yeah. make sense you're in a hurricane state so it it's <laughs> only maybe like five or six frets up sure and I think the idea is it's sort of you're supposed to think it disappears into the clouds right yeah totally it's an
0: upright guitar
2: it's an upright guitar okay And that's but that I felt like that was real uh, Trump country but the kind of Trump country where they have money and they're totally fine to totally. come to your show yeah. and uh-huh. not be like you know like Wow, we all,
1: I mean, isn't he a lot? They're like, yeah, he's <laughs> doing, he's really doing his thing. Bro. Yeah, he's doing, the, like, it like, was yeah. funny. Right. The rest of it was funny, but then when he got a little edgy, you know, we like, know. But anyway, you know, he <laughs> also does good things, so like that's what yeah, I, yeah. I'm yeah. Right it, yeah. Well, okay. Here's my question: So y- you mentioned like looking at a guitar-shaped hotel and getting very excited. Are you like us, where you reap the NBC perks and by us, reap. by me and Bowen? Are you a theme park person? Will you go to Universal Studios and sort of kill it? I am waiting. The kids aren't quite there, mm-hmm. okay. And so, but I have.
2: I will say, I did not take advantage as an adult. Without children of the theme park world. Right. Yeah. Well, we do well, it. You know, why would you? I had my theme park era <laughs> years where I lived in Amsterdam for a couple of years. I worked for this yes. theater couple in Chicago. Yep. And sort of middle of Holland, there is this place called Efteling, uh-huh. which is, for my money, the best theme park in the world. And it's sort of fairy tale themed. Yes. And it's built in sort of a forest. Mm-hmm. And that was, we would just go there on a bus and take hard drugs. And yes. Go. And it was. To me, I kind of, I'd just be chasing that the rest of my life. Yeah, and I think
1: that's what happened to us because we, this was like pre anyone knowing who the fuck we were. That's the most important thing. So we went, that's really what ended up happening because we went, our friend Dave and us, we went to Universal and Disney World and he had made these, um, you know when someone makes weed food themselves, yeah. it's going to be a gnarly ride, yes, and you're really rolling the dice. So he had made these rice krispie treats with that were weed butter loaded yes. with THC, and yeah. I'm telling you, like we would take mouthfuls of this and just be like unable to speak. Yeah, at Universal, just exploring the world. You know what I mean? Immersing. In these rides. Mm-hmm. And like we were children. And now I don't think we can ever do that again because I don't think we'll ever ingest weed like that again because they don't make it like that anymore. Right. And B, we've already had that experience of being children and like rechilding ourselves.
0: Yes.
2: yes. So now the, it's really the, bad. I will say the... If you veer into a bad trip, the last thing you want to be around is a bunch of Dutch teenagers. <laughs> oh, <you're> just... Because <laughs> all of a sudden, that like, it really kills... Yeah, just yeah. everything about it is so... <laughs> Whoa. There's, this hits this level of sort of melting grotesqueness. Yes, yes, um, yes, yes, yes. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's horrifying! I, I, I think we've said publicly uh, it's a gross language. It doesn't really <gasps> sound good to it does me. Not sound it doesn't good. hit it's the ear music. right. No. no, we just performed at Boom Chicago. Yeah, yes. we're a little mad at them right now because they lost
1: the audio of our Michelle Collins episode, and so we're a little they mad did. at them right now. Yeah. But it was a lovely experience performing there, and I, we were there, and I was like, "Oh wow, this was Boom Chicago." This, yes, this was. I was. It was a
2: different physical space when oh, I was right. there. But I performed in, in that. But I went back there for the 30th anniversary of the summer, which was cool.
0: Ugh. I mean, I think we missed each other by a day. Yes, I had texted texted He was like... When we were there? No, when I was there, when I took a solo yes, little trip there in July or some something uh-huh. like that, the talk of the town was, well, Seth Meyers was just here. And I said, oh, like his show was last night. Let me see if he's in town. And I, by the way, it was just to be, it was, I was just texting you to be like, I heard you're in town. I'm just here by myself, just like wandering the canals. Like, if you're up to anything, let me know. And then you, you would obviously take taken a flight out. Don't, I, we had, don't. it was a very short visit. I would have been lovely to walk the canals. Well, you, would, we would have just walked the canals. I think we would have walked the canals. <laughs>
2: I think we maybe stopped for a coffee. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. canal side.
0: Canal side coffee. Yeah. Reistoffel. We got staff. You did. Did you enjoy your staff? I, I love yeah, it. It's I absolutely
1: great. love Amsterdam. Uh, the walking in the canals in the evening when there's no one there, it is quite peaceful. It really I is. Have,
2: I realize I have a problem with Amsterdam. What is, is it? It's my own personal problem with it. I find the nostalgia for the time I had there is oppressive because it was where things, it was that sense of beginning, which is an impossible thing to recreate. I was there with this exceptional group of people. Yeah. And we were all had this adventurous spirit of let's go move overseas. Let's take this chance. And we were doing great shows. And then one by one, we all started to, you know, find success outside of it. And that was all great. That was the plan. But, oh, it's impossible. to And so sometimes I go back there and I walk these canals where even though, uh, you know, everything that I could have possibly hoped would have happened for me has happened for me. Yeah. Like, you still don't float the way you float when you're 24 yeah. and you just crushed a improv show. Sure. Isn't
0: that interesting? It's so true. Well, but we don't really experience that, I think, because we were coming up here. Yes. So-
1: I experienced that after I left New York. Sure. So basically, like, I had this in New York City. Like, it's very hard for me sometimes still to be, like, around NYU in the Lower East Side and even around like UCB Chelsea and stuff like that. Like I had left for five years and then came back and the pandemic had separated me from it. And so I found like one night when I was walking around, we just talked about this, but I got really emotional just being like back in New York, like looking at theaters that were there and aren't there anymore. And like, you know, because it's what you're saying. It's like, I remember like crushing a character set at UCB East and feeling like better than I do after I like release a fucking album or something yeah. you know oh. what I mean it's just it it's funny one of the questions they ask is what would you tell yourself 10 years ago what would you tell yourself 15 years ago just like enjoy it because those are such iconic memorable like is irrepeatable of words like sure. So it could be it could you be. can't repeat them <laughs> well also the crushing was
2: the thing yeah that's all it was yeah, like yeah. when you when you mentioned like putting out an album you put it out mm-hmm. and then you wait yeah right but that Instant reaction, mm-hmm. like the goal. You went out mm-hmm. and you never thought tonight. Tonight, someone from Amsterdam show business, Mister Amsterdam, <laughs> is going to be in the audience. So you never thought you were going to break on yeah. a night, and it was just this. Also, that wonderful thing, and you guys obviously had it, where uh, succeeding is part of a collective. Yes, 100%. which happens a little bit at SNL, but not really because there's never a night where everybody has a great night. Totally. I know. That's such an interesting thing. I will say a nice way, looking back at my favorite era of SNL, like, I think we all look back at it like, look, we all crushed every week, even though we know we didn't. Yes. But we allow that to be the memory of it. Which was what era? I think for me, it's uh, 36 to 37 to 11? 2007, 2011? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. It's, it's, I mean, Amazing. Greatest freshman class of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andy and the Lonely Island guys. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Wigs, is Bill. Yeah. 100%. I mean, that uh, that alone. Yeah. That was really, really, really That was really very, special.
1: I, very special. I And weirdly enough, so we were freshmen in 2008, and what I would do every single weekend is I would go wait on the standby line. Now so I was out stand there. I was like kid. a standby yeah. girl. Like, I met... Uh, Bobby Moynihan on the standby line. Bill Hader came out, I think, so high and said hello I to don't, us. That would be weird. That is not my memory. He was—he he, was, he was anxious. He seemed, guy. He seemed no. high, but yeah. uh, it was Bill Hader. You know what I mean? Like and and Bobby, and they were coming out to say hi to us. And I remember I got in. My first show was. James Franco and Kings of Leon, which, and I think I was just in shock the whole time. And this was when Tina was coming to do Sarah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Sarah. Sarah Sarah Balin. Um, And then my, I think, second episode was Anne Hathaway and The Killers. And this episode was when Kristen did The Lawrence Welk Show. And I was sitting there and I just thought, this is, this energy is so insane and so wild that like it like drove me for the rest of my life and the other thing i remember and this is this is you, was how fucking cool you were when you came out for Weekend Update and you gave all the interns high fives and everyone in the theater was like, it's Seth Myers. You know what I mean? You came out and like crushed Weekend Update. Weekend Update was incredible. And I just remember your energy and your vibe. And then meeting you years later, I was like, that totally tracks just from me, like even yeah. seeing this man inhabit a space because you set the tone that was like, the best vibe. Best that. vibe. I am. Thank you. That is, I'm
2: so happy you mentioned that show because we just had Anne Hathaway on. I can't even remember if I mentioned this on camera. It is the only time I remember when that show was over, the audience gave a standing ovation. It what? was amazing. A standing ovation. And the killers performed nights. again. And the killers performed again. Yeah. And my parents were at that show and I introduced my mom to the killers.
1: <laughs> and as they
2: uh, walked away, she said very loud. And they heard, she goes, well, I don't know why they call themselves the killers. They couldn't be nicer boys.
1: Oh, my
0: God. <laughs> that's so uh, funny.
1: That's her Danvers They couldn't scene. be nicer boys. That's, be her that's her damper. They Danvers.
0: couldn't be nicer boys. Oh, yeah, they couldn't I be nicer them. boys. Oh, that is I, so great. Also, though, I have a,
2: a weird shame thing. And this is that not being able to let go of a choice.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. I don't
2: think this mattered. We lost the Emmy all those years. And let me just say. So fucked up. That year... And that when those Sarah Palin things, that is the most I ever felt like we were on a winning team. One hundred, like, yes. It was white hot, and having Tina back, and I felt like we had we understood we have to keep outdoing ourselves, and mm-hmm. it was so thrilling and so fun. And that cast was coming into its own, and people were everybody you walked out. You were excited to see. Mm-hmm. It was nuts, and it was absolutely, a, it was great. At the end of the year, I remember as. Head writer, they you get to pick a sketch to submit. I don't think it would have mattered, but oh, I remember I didn't pick that one because Lauren thought he picked a different one, which was a worse show, but it was the one Sarah Palin was actually on. Right. Yes. Which yeah. was it, also incredible. It was a good that moment was incredible. The rest of the show was not it was, as good. was, it was esoteric okay. in a way. Whereas the <laughs> Anne Hathaway show was just banger after banger after banger, but it's so funny because I remember after we lost, I was like, it wouldn't have mattered. I'll forget about this.
0: Every time it comes up, I'm like, (sighs) why didn't I pick that one? Wow. So, but no, I mean, (sighs) I feel like Emmys and SNL were in this. I mean, it still is in this weird existential place now, where like they don't quite know what to do with the show or like where to place it or how to categorize it. But it's like back then, it was like. It's like, why wouldn't you nominate Kristen and Bill every single season? And and Andy and Jason. Like, like that whole cast, why wouldn't you nominate all those people in the same league as, like, you know, the the sitcoms of that day or
1: I just think—well, and I've said this to you, and this is— It doesn't make sense to me that there's not a variety performance category, because I think you would have an Emmy if there was. I'm just saying that. I mean, like, I think it's weird to say— Let's put these variety performers in with people that are playing characters with emotional arcs mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. actors, especially, like will vote for that before they vote for always. Like someone, I, doing... I feel as
2: though I, with Bowen's George Santos, I've seen a journey.
1: I've
3: seen
2: <laughs> you know what? No, I've, I've seen that. I actually emotional.
1: went to his. So I'm kind of addicted to like the fact that he still digs in on Twitter. It's so crazy. So oh, I went yeah, to what, his Twitter yeah. and to see if he had commented on it because no. I want him to say something about you so bad, so that I can log on to our Twitter and be like I just want to say
0: he's He's in the weeds right now I don't think he has time to comment on my my performance I I
1: wouldn't be surprised if he has time I just don't put anything past him to do the dumbest shit possible
0: although I mean what gay Twitter was talking about this past week was that like I mean you wanted gay representation in congress you got it (laughs) now you have this
1: fucking slop
0: some gay guy found money and then spent it on makeup and porn you know what I mean it's
1: really
2: good always be careful I always say, like, I just want, just give us one. It's like, well,
0: don't, you
3: know. (laughs) Yeah.
0: When it comes to travel, we all have that happy place. Whether it's the beach, ski slopes, couples getaway, or even a visit to that best friend you haven't seen in way too long, Matt.
1: And Priceline wants to get you there for a happy price so you never have to miss a trip. Now, we all know we love to vacation together. We have various happy places. We love to go to Orlando, Florida. We love to go to Las Vegas, Nevada. We love to go to a beach anywhere. We love
0: to go to Europe. and we have truly traveled the world globally and domestically.
1: The more you travel, the more you save.
0: For me, I'm choosing Matt Rogers. I'm choosing producer Becca.
1: Yes. We're all going together, the Lost
0: Cult family.
1: So download the Priceline app today to save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your happy place with Priceline.
0: There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, bubbly bursts. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about.
1: Forward slash culturistas. That's chime.com forward
0: slash culturistas. Chime feels like progress. The Chime credit builder visa credit card is issued by the Bank or Bank NA or Stride Bank NA members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Out of network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to chime.com slash disclosures for details. I bet this
2: will shock you, but my other favorite memory about that year is when it was over Yeah, because uh, you know the man. Uh, Between dress and air, Uh Lorne said, you know, he gave all his notes. And then he said, uh, I just want you all to know, I feel as though this has been a championship season.
1: Yes. Uh, And I think
2: we all, it like, it was. Nobody knew uh, what to say because it was, and Lorne is not someone who has moments like that. No. I I do. I think that was uh, for me. And again, just everybody was so in the pocket that
1: year.
0: It it was an in-the-pocket season. I'm telling you,
1: and it was an energy that radiated certainly through the city and I guess to everyone watching it, but in the comedy community that we were in or that we were about to be in, it was really exciting. And you mentioned the Lonely Island. I remember they were like, that was really the year, I think too, that the digital shorts started like really popping Mm -hmm. off. And I remember that was like formative, certainly for me, I'm sure for you as well. Like Because there was something... There was an abandon about it uh-huh, that was like uh-huh. that felt like queer to me. And 1,000%. like hit me in my head. And I was like, there's something about the Lonely Island that makes me feel like I can do whatever the fuck I want. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? I
2: think those had that had so much to do with the next 20 years of
1: comedy. Yeah. 1000 I think they're way more influential than people realize. Yes. yes. And I think that even
2: the sketch work of you talk about that. I love that Lawrence Welk-Kristen sketch so Ugh. much. But that was sort of inspired by, right, 70s SNL. Like, right. that could have mm-hmm. also worked then. Right. Anytime. And that was sort of the magic of Kristen was being this better, more modern version of what we... But those guys showed up and it was, oh, no, this is a whole new thing. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be this different thing.
0: Yep. I mean, those seasons were like a perfect little, like, four-dimensional tapestry of, like, this is like past, present, future, all in one. Very cool. It's very weird. You guys mentioned Henry Melcher,
2: who is a producer on our show and yep. obviously went to school with you guys. Mm-hmm. and. For me, it's so crazy just realizing now there's this whole you guys talking about being in college when that season happened. And now so many of you and your colleagues have come through, been guests on my show. Yeah. It must be so weird to have your moment where the people you knew in college are all sort of in culture.
0: Well, I mean, with Josh and Aaron for Dicks the Musical going on, that was like, I stayed up for that episode. I stayed up for your episode uh, this past month. It is this like really it's crazy surreal thing of like. That oh. was
2: when they were on this show. Please, I, do, I no. hope you don't take offense to the fact that I will listen to my podcast at, at not one. I will uh, speed it up a little. Yes, yes. and uh, <laughs> that was the first time when the four of you were talking about something. Like, nope, I'm
3: gonna do it. At <laughs>
2: oh, you so listened it, to I, it? I slowed on. it down because well, I was, you can't listen it to it fast. It started at the beginning. I was like, this is like everybody. <gasps> it was like in an orchestra. If you look down in an orchestra pit, and everybody was yeah, <laughs> <this, laughs> yeah, yeah. It was. Doing I, doing it solos. delighted me to know and we love so that's them. the only I think that's the only podcast in the last 10 years that I've been uh, like I'm gonna listen to this at
0: 1x Seth and I are the same then you so Bowen we're, we're I used 1. to get 5. on
1: Bowen but, so now I do 1.75 yeah, on YouTube yeah. yep. but like I used to get on Bowen because I was like why would you do that? Because every, comedy is intentional. The speed at which we say things is intentional. We talk all the time about how cadence is culture. Yes, of course. Mm-hmm. But now I understand. Because you, sometimes I, because there's so much you, you want to consume.
2: You are just resetting your own internal cadence to it. So, yeah. yeah.
1: Because it's also cadence
2: in... You know, what's the, in a relative sense? Or in what? a relative sense to the other people. Yes, so yes, if yes. you speed yeah. it all up... If you sped up one person in a comedy scene, it wouldn't make sense. No. But yeah, if you totally. speed up everybody... I will say, I, in the <laughs> early days of the daily... I had Michael oh, yeah. Barbaro on the show. Yes. And I did not realize that anyone could take offense to this. <laughs> but I said, I love The Daily because it's 20 minutes. I can listen to it at 1.5. And it, it was it was as if I slapped the man.
0: But it's not because... He's, over, he's get over I know. I've <laughs> seen him
2: since. He's lovely. We get, I, but I it was the first time where I realized I felt safe. I felt like it was a safe place. And I could tell you guys no, I wasn't you at 1.5. The fact it's that you pressed play on it at all? Oh, yeah.
1: Huge. Major, major,
2: major. This show, you got... First of so, all, let me say, I have this real... The only hesitation I had about coming on this show (laughs) is that I feel like your voices in concert with one another are music. And when I listen to your podcast, it is like music. And I have the flattest, most nasally voice. I'm working through a cold. I feel like your listeners right now are like, who let... Then get oh, out it's like out of here. two. I feel like you are too like a classically trained musician, and I'm a <gasps> third grader with
0: a recorder who is on here like like. <laughs> boop, boop,
2: boop. So anyway, no, I know clarinet. that I have a lot of shame for everybody's listening. This right is now. No. this couldn't be further
0: from the truth. I listen to family trips and I go, wow! I get two Myers vocal timbers. This is my heaven. I'm glad it's, that you
2: think they're two because I do think we sound.
0: You sound so similar in a way that is. Only delightful for me. I go. These are two good guys talking in my ear. I'm all for it. You're so off base for that. Okay, get thank you out of your that. head. Thank you.
1: We are so. We were described by Betty Gilpin as Piccolo and Bassoon, oh, that's and I wonderful. feel like you've arrived here as a Clarinet. You're a clarinet. Oh. <sighs> Welcome to the orchestra, thank baby, or the band, Betty, as I mean, were.
2: she's is that your uh, pinnacle guest? I she's like one it, of them. She, she was our. I haven't. I listened when she was a guest. I haven't listened to the live one. Was the live one? Live the one, was great. one was fun,
1: but like her first episode, maggots and magic. That was like a moment in the podcast because yeah. we genuinely believe you've had her on your show, right? I never have. Oh, you have. To. I know. I'm. It fantastic. breaks my heart that I haven't. It's she's just so smart and so great. You should also check out her book.
0: I think it's time to ask Seth the question. Yeah, it's too. literally oh, time, Seth. Myers, what is the culture that made you say culture is... Strange?
1: So I talked to Henry about this
2: yes. beforehand. <laughs> and this is the heartbreaking thing. I can't believe you literally talked about the movie. What? Which I should have known. The movie? Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Oh, was my answer. My but you know it's, what? The Talk culture that was your culture. But in and... That's fake. So my... Here's my uh, yeah. moment. Because I remember it so clearly. I was homesick from school. Mm-hmm. And usually my mom was a school teacher. Usually she would take the day off. And I, for some reason... My dad did not go to work one day. You know, he was a businessman. He commuted to Boston. Uh, he's like, I'll stay home with you. And he went to the video store and he rented it. Uh-huh. And he brought it home. And obviously it was a movie he'd seen. And that, the opening credits, that was the thing. Mine was, there was all of a sudden, they just slowly started mentioning a moose in the credits. Right, right. Uh, like moose <laughs> handler. Yes, and yes, I remember yes. there was one that was moose's nose wiped by. and for whatever reason I think that's the moment where you go I don't think I ever will but it would be nice to be in a world where I would try to write something Ah. like wow that's so cool because it's also writing that moment as a kid when you realize writing because that Mm -hmm. thing of and again that's Python I loved SNL as a kid but my parents also had watched Python and it showed on public television so we'd watch that and so I kind of Liked being the kid who, you, we could all talk about SNL sketches. I certainly uh, was never looked down my nose at SNL. But I also liked that I had this other thing, which is like, you guys probably wouldn't get it. Right, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Yeah, 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 The fact that that was on, it was on PBS, right? It was That's when we saw it. Yeah, I think that's probably where
0: it uh-huh, from the States uh-huh. from the beginning. Right. Yeah. The, yeah. Moose's nose wiped by is pure writing. Because as a kid, it's like performance is always registered. It's a very yes, obvious direct thing. But for you to realize that like, oh, that's writing, like that is a joke and it's just words on a screen or whatever is... That, that there is, is
1: that moment when you realize writing is a thing. It's it's very odd. It's mm-hmm. like you, you things appear on television and yeah. you're a kid. You kind of just accept it. Like I remember watching all these movies and just like, I'm watching a movie. I don't think about how it came to be. It's just in front of me. And then you realize there's a creative aspect to it. And you're like, how the fuck would I find myself to be that person? Uh-huh. But that's like a light bulb moment for yes. a young person.
2: I also think the genius creative. and why that movie, why Life of Brian, why they endure Is you make it about a thing from a thousand years ago or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's also funny as a kid, you know King Arthur. Yeah. And it's only been presented to you. There's never been a patina of comedy on it, right? And then all of a sudden, it is. So it's also the first time as a kid you're like, oh, and also you can be dumb about all this. Yes.
0: Yes. Like you could tell jokes about the idea of a holy grail is also inherently super fun. Right. Yeah. And we've been saying this for years now, but I really feel like dumb, frivolous shit is back. Mm -hmm. Like between like Spamalot being back, Shucked, which I love. I love Shucked. um, And Josh and Aaron doing dicks is like a perfect example of just like, let's just make jewelry for people's heads instead of like making like these gorgeous embellished adornments of like importance for people. I feel like there's, it's great when something's important. Especially in comedy, I guess, but like.
1: But we flew a little too close to the sun there. Yeah. I think, as a generation, I think weepy comedy. By the way, I saw the movie May December.
0: Oh, oh my god! And I can't wait. It is
1: wild. <laughs> it is a wild. It, Natalie is the best she's ever been. Oh, like uh, I'm telling you, when she crushes it, like yeah. she's and there's obviously no debate. But obviously, one of the best we have. Julianne's cuckoo bird in it. Like she has a lisp, which has to be. <laughs> I'm looking at you, the audience. You have to go. And then Charles Melton from Riverdale like delivers one of the best supporting performances of the year. I think the script is not <laughs> And what I will say the funniest thing is, is the Golden Globes, I guess, I don't know, maybe they feel this is the way forward for it, but it's being categorized as a comedy. And I'm like, wait, wait what? I'm sorry. <laughs> no, uh, that's the comedy. Of, that is that you think this movie passes as a comedy? Haynes People Haynes, might disagree because I not guess you could call it like a very 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 dark satire like a black 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 comedy but like not really I
2: can't believe in the reboot of the Golden Globes the first thing they did was say we're gonna decide what your movies are yeah (laughs) you know what I mean because that was always like they it was just the most corrupt Mm -hmm. you know uh, category hunting yeah. award show. Maybe they were like, that's who we are and that's why people like Yeah, maybe
1: they're just not afraid of it, but to hear that May, December was going to be a comedy days after I had seen it, I, it shook me to my core. And what I will say is, I think I get the impulse for someone that's done really hard comedy and stuff like that like a comedian to want to show and express another side yeah i get that but also like i just feel sometimes it's a shame when there are no laughs in something that's meant to be like a comedy like and and that's why like i feel i hope you're right because i want to say like stupid never left and stupid's always been there but like it kind of did like
0: i feel like stupid doesn't get like what a lot of people were saying about Dix was that they were like, this is beyond critique. Like, we don't know how... To, like, the reviewers were like, we don't really know what to rate this. Yeah. Yeah, right. And I feel like there is something about comedy that's, like, outside of, like, any kind of criticism oh, in a yeah. way. In a way that, like, is unfortunate. Because I think a lot of comedy... Like, the Police of Destroy Boys had their movie come out. And, like, a lot of the reviews are like, um, uh, this was great. Um, 40 out of 100 or something. Yeah. You know, yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. wait, yeah. So it's, that is the weird... I mean, again, it's a reminder why
2: there's a poison to putting a number on it. Because sometimes yeah. mm-hmm. you read a thing and all it will be is positive. Yep. And then when you look at the number and you're like, no, what was, what, what just that all right. About yeah, right. exactly.
1: And they do that with comedies all the time.
2: Please don't destroy has the, the thing. They'll still never pass up the chance to tie it to SNL. Like of course. That, of course. So that is the thing they, if you are an SNL person and it feels like, even though Lauren had nothing to do with it, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. they will, And I, I was noticing, I'm like, Oh, even these people really like it or like, they want to tell you they know these are guys on
0: SNL. Yes. And then, yes. And then put it in the same cluster of films as like Tim Meadows doing the ladies man movie. Yes. It's like, it's not it's the same very thing. Anyway.
2: I did. We were looking for something. Just again, we're talking, shut off our brains. Uh, yes. My wife and I the other day. And because I listen to you guys do a list I have not, since I saw it in theaters, watched My Best Friend's Wedding.
3: Oh! oh.
2: Isn't it great? <laughs> and I feel like you guys, the thing that you forgot to mention and it's so much, when was the era of I'm doing comedy meant I'm going to fall down seven times in a month? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> She's constantly on her back She's in that constantly movie. constantly
2: falling down. And then I think even when uh, Rupert Everett shows up, he falls down. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. a lot of like, that was an era where people would look at you when <sighs> you weren't supposed to be seen and you would, you would be fall. so taken aback yes. that you would, uh, you would just fall.
1: A lot of falling in that A lot of falling. She makes everything easy in that, even the constant falling
0: down. A lesser actress, people would be like, why is she falling down so much? Oh, but yeah. Everything. The the ease of it. I feel like there's a generation of, let's just say actress, who, like, I've heard anecdotally from people that are like, oh, well, this actor, like, across different projects, the the same actor has pitched multiple times to different writers. What if I fell into a pool over this scene? I will, I'll tell you, I'll tell you who it is off mic, but it's, (laughs) it's a cool, the the same act, legendary A-list actress, who's been in every movie that you love, has for multiple movies (laughs) been like, I think the scene is fine. I think it'd be better if I fell into I'm a pool. I'm very excited about this. You're gonna, gonna make, love the answer. I'd
2: like to make our <laughs> off-camera guesses. Yes. And then you don't have to say who it is. Okay. Please, next episode, say whether or not we were right. Yes,
1: yes, yes. Okay. Yes, we'll do. I will also say one of my favorite stories is when I was at NYU studying writing in my sitcom class, like this woman had written on a sitcom that starred, it was one of those like first name sitcoms in the 90s. <laughs> and she said that the actress came into the writer's room one day and said, there's just too much conflict in the episodes. Can't I just come in and jump on the bed? <laughs> and they had to explain to her that in her half-hour sitcom, which needs a story and conflict to create comedy and all the things she really wants, she can't just come in and jump, <laughs> on, the jump on the bed. <laughs>
2: Again, Oscar-nominated, <laughs> legend. You know who I'm I talking about. I know who about. you're talking about. I Oscar? do. I probably said it on <laughs> I her. remember Fred, when he was pitching Loser <laughs> Spookies to me, was saying that he wanted to open it. Do you know this? He wanted to open the first episode by saying, uh, because Fred had this theory that conflict is over. Oh, wow. He was like, oh, I, think we're, I, I think we're post-conflict, <laughs> which is a very funny Fred idea. So funny. And he wanted to start it by him sitting there uh, and go, hi, I'm Fred Armisen. This show is called Los Spookies. We just want you to, nothing bad's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <That's> so sweet. <laughs> everything, everything, nothing bad is going to
2: Everything's going to turn out fine. And we don't ever want you to worry when you watch this show that anything bad is going to happen. It was such a funny idea. Because, of course, it's less spooky, so nothing bad happened, But it was really funny to be like... We just want you to know a lot of shows right now. Because even comedies, right? Like, bad things started yeah. happening in comedies all the time. Yep. And it's like, yep. this isn't that.
1: Uh, that's so funny because we're working on something together for us. And in the thing that we're doing, we say, you never worry about the friendship. Like, don't worry. Don't they're don't always going to be friends.
0: Yeah. And I don't know why that's like a... A huge disclaimer that we have to put in.
1: Yeah, but it feels like, who are we doing that for? For us? For them? For the network? Like, what is that for? For
0: everybody. Because I think it is pretty ingrained at this point that it's like, it's not like we used to watch sitcoms like it used to be like a family matters like a fresh prince thing where it was like oh it's always going to be fine yeah you you know but now we're not quite as reassured
1: yeah i think that it's also that thing of like us wanting to be clear about the fact that like if we do something it's going to be comedy don't it's not going to do that thing where it's like i look over my shoulder at bowen in one episode and a silent tear rolls down my face because i'm concerned about the deterioration of who we are Mm -hmm, you know what i mean mm -hmm. like whereas which i think we've done we've seen like I'm tired of and, and, and sad and dark. But God bless those shows. But God we, bless, we, we they were enjoy so good. Them.
2: There was a, now I feel like right a lot of comedies we're in the sort of gritty comedy area mm-hmm. era. I feel like ten years ago I remember talking to my friends that there should be a different Emmy category called whimsy. Yeah, that <laughs> was not because there was a there was a brand <laughs> of comedy for a while where there was no expectation. Right, there yeah. were laughs. But right. it certainly wasn't a drama, but it just sort of lived in this middle where it was just, its look, it's whimsy. It's whimsy. It's, whimsy. it's jumping on the bed. Yeah, It's jumping on pool. the bed. Did you have, when you were at NYU, did you ever take a class uh, taught by Eric Gilliland?
1: Eric Gilliland? I don't think okay. so. All right, was all he right. in dramatic writing? He had written
2: for Roseanne. Okay. And uh-huh. So he I think he was like a visiting teacher. So the I
1: don't most know. iconic teacher we had, his name was Charlie Rubin. He had written for Seinfeld, SNL, and... Simpsons and I remember it was three like the three iconic S's yeah. and every 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 like straight dude that I was in college with was like Seinfeld Simpsons SNL baby and like having to learn that of course SNL was like deep and Seinfeld
0: yeah. my dad was like I'm a huge Seinfeld fan
1: and but the Simpsons was this thing that like felt like were you a Simpsons kid? I was a
0: Simpsons kid and then going to NYU felt completely alienated by all the Simpsons quoting that was going on around it was me I was, like I, I was like I thought I loved this show and I, I guess I knew know nothing about it yeah, yeah, yeah and so it's taken me this like re <laughs> i yeah. retutored myself into this idea that like oh i have always loved the simpsons just as much as anyone else it's just it was this competition to see who like yeah. who loved the simpsons the most yeah anyway but charles rubin
1: no i'm just saying like he was an iconic teacher and i remember those three shows like set him up yeah, as yeah, being yeah. that way and so he, i mean saying that he had that background meant that he had like disciples yeah he had the full mm-hmm. attention yeah 100 percent yeah. Can I review a movie that I've watched? Half yeah, of? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes.
2: Please, this and is, what I will this is watch for. the whole. It's the holdovers. The new. Oh yeah. Of, yeah, I'm hearing good. Which things. I really enjoyed the first half of, but Giamatti, best friend's wedding.
1: Oh wow! Yes, he plays. Um, he works at the hotel. Look at oh, that! Oh my god.
2: Nice Wow. And so I'm very excited. Thanks to you, I do believe I'm going to ask him about his time on My Best Friend. You, you really right. should.
1: Yes. And I'm happy you brought it back because you know what clip I often go to and watch again and again and again on YouTube from that movie? It's not Pick Me, Choose Me, Love Me, which should always get the credit as it walked so that Meredith
0: Grey could run. Sure. Is it when they're on the boat?
1: It's when they're on the boat.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know,
1: Kimmy says, just it's good when you love it. someone, you say it. You say it right then out loud. This is my Dermot. It's very
0: good. Lauren, Matt's going to Dermot.
1: Otherwise, the moment just passes you by, passes you by. And then
0: the moment passes you by. They go they under by. a
2: bridge. <laughs> now, I, I have to say something, and this is again, this is praise for the two. Of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I I'm believe so- you are, like, the way I would describe you, you're witnesses. <gasps> like when you mm. see things, like it's so, I was like, the backup dancers at Usher are so lucky you were at their show. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I find
2: a light. Yeah, but like you know what I mean. Like you guys see things and then you talk about things. So I, because you mentioned that quote on your Julie Roberts episode, mm-hmm. and so I think I would have missed how good that scene was. It's so good. But That's because nice. you had talked about it, I'm like, oh wow, well, yeah. I sometimes could allow myself to maybe get a little jaded during a romantic comedy, and then I realize, oh no, this is the.
1: It's an excellent
2: one. This is the. But again, like you need these moments to like weave it all together, and if you don't have this, really. Yeah. special moment. Yeah.
1: God was up to his tricks that day too because <laughs> the way that her hair is blowing, yeah. it was like, they said, we're going to set up a perfect day yep. for this shot. Uh, and I have to say, like, that movie, I think there's like, is there anything problematic about it even? I don't know. Like, it's not like other matter. movies of that era. I, mean, I guess where I'm like wondering watching, like, why when people shocked.
2: start singing at a restaurant, it's all of a sudden scored with a backing track. <laughs> for <laughs> sure. So problematic. So <laughs> problematic.
0: <laughs> Terrible. That was a good, <laughs> <are> good problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. was that was. I think it's very problems. safely not problematic at all. No, I, and an iconic Chicago movie. Iconic Chicago. Would you say so? Yes. I think it is an iconic Chicago movie. I got
1: moves you've never seen. seen. She is so good. Where was her Oscar nomination for that?
2: Met her exactly one time. Tell us. And you know what? I should answer this question because sometimes I do a QA at my show mm-hmm. uh, before the last act. And sometimes people will say, Are you ever starstruck? And this is really one of them. I was I hosted an Emmys and I was backstage with a couple of writers. And at the Emmys there's just a lot of coming and going yep. between the wings. Mm-hmm. And this was she had a mini-series. Homecoming? Oh, was it Homecoming yes, it yeah, was on Homecoming. Amazon? That's exactly right. And that was great, by the way. She was just sort of racing by. And she just stopped and put a hand on my arm and was like, Oh my God, you're doing such a great job. And I was like, Oh my God, thank you. And then she went and it was just like, I didn't have enough time to be in the moment of, wow, that was thrilling. That was like, yeah. I think, you know, you do enough SNL, you host a talk show, totally. you think, oh, who can you meet that would actually, and she's something
1: else. Yeah. Wow. She's a Got it. Yeah? Did that happen with Taylor?
0: Taylor Swift? Yeah. Well, the last time I saw Taylor, I made an ass of myself, and I was very anxious, and she called me out on it. Mm. Uh, it was her and Travis Kelsey. I go, <laughs> I texted you in August uh, a mega mix on YouTube of your songs, and I'm so sorry. And she goes, what? And I go, <laughs> I was on ketamine, and I'm really, really sorry. I shouldn't have done that. And she was like, and then I apologized to Travis about something, and then she goes, I think this is just your anxiety. And I was like, you're right, you're right, <laughs> bye. It was, I, I, down. I, th- I think... There are moments like that where I go, oh, working at SNL and doing a show like this, it, it makes me worse at talking to famous people. Sometimes it does. Yeah. I, and you feel that? I, way? I don't know. I'm, I think I'm going through like some Joseph Campbellian thing where I'm like going to circle back to like being okay. But right yeah. now I'm in a weird, weird this spot with This
2: is maybe 10, I've, hopefully I haven't told the story too much, but 10, 12 years ago, maybe uh, she'd hosted SNL. My wife and I were somewhere uh, at maybe the Time 100 event and she was there and- went up and said hello. My wife's a big fan of hers. And we said, oh, we're going to Nashville. We had never been. And she said, oh my God, give me your email. I'll tell you where to go. And I gave my email to Taylor Swift. And two days later, the longest, most (gasps) helpful email, I would say eight mini paragraphs about different places to go in Nashville. And this is still, you know, she's not Taylor Swift of today,
1: but she's but Taylor Swift. She was at the time one hundred, right? For a long she time. she
2: she has established Taylor Swift.
1: Yeah, I mean, some people also like. I've noticed that when people are like, "Let me make recommendations," and they mean that, some people really love to do that. They're yeah. like, it's mean. like it's like a power people have. It's <laughs> I, I forget the name of every restaurant I ever go yeah. to. Are I also like don't want the burden of people.
2: I don't want them to put their vacation in my hands no oh, absolutely
0: not like i couldn't i couldn't possibly project my interests onto yours is it because you, you, you question your own taste or their reaction to my own taste right got
2: it <laughs> so it's insecurity yes it's mm. insecurity that's 100 percent. my mm. dad my parents gotten it down i live in the west village yeah and my dad said uh he's staying at a hotel nearby with my mom and he said, We're going to uh, have lunch with your brother. I'm like, Great. He goes, Are there good places to have lunch Panic. downtown? And I'm like, There are
1: tons, a million, a million yeah. good
2: places. It's New York City. <laughs> Don't make me tell you. But, but could I you think. say even one? No. I couldn't no. say no. no. Well, also, Mike, because my dad is, to his, I guess, if you think honesty is a virtue, <laughs> we'll tell you what he thought <laughs>
0: um, of every restaurant you were sent uh, to. Uh-huh. Um, okay. Yeah. So then you're just protecting yourself. I'm protecting. Myself. Yeah, yeah.
2: But you know, the tricky one, which brings me a little bit of shame is people always ask me about Amsterdam right. and it's that weird thing where you say, I haven't lived there for 25 years. Yeah, exactly. yeah. And when I lived there 25 years ago, I had no money. And so I don't actually. And was like three presidents ago. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just not. They had a different government. Right. Yeah,
1: like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, Bowen will just say we got to go to the Soho house. <laughs> I, Bowen, I, Bowen will go to every International Soho House. You are their number one gay.
0: I'm not. It's only because I don't know. We're in Berlin. I'm like, I've never been here before. I don't know where to go. Let's go to the Soho that House. That is, I, I They I serve Mexican I food there. Uh, oh, yeah. At the German Soho House. It's oh, cool. you, you haven't had Mexican until you
2: had <laughs> it. At the German Soho House. <laughs>
1: I, I want to have like a membership somewhere, but I don't know where, because then like, I feel like you get clocked sometimes. Like, okay. so They're not like, supposed to clock you. No, no, no. Not clocked in terms of like, oh, we s- see st- who st- you are. It's just like, I feel like people are
0: like, oh, you're a member there. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, I know. You, but that's part of the exchange. I went to Berlin once with
2: some SNL people, mm-hmm. and I'm going to tell you the name of an SNL person who still works there, okay. who rocked so hard in Berlin, and it's going to blow your mind. Can you tell me now? I'm going to tell you their name. Okay. Eric Kenward. Oh, <gasps> Eric Kenward. Crushed. yes. Last choice, right? Eric, it's not totally unsurprising. Yes, but, but Eric Kenward, we were out in Berlin everywhere we went. Uh, we uh, would be at sort of underground bars. It would be three in the morning and we would say, all right, we're going to go. He's like, yeah, I might, uh, I might go check out another place. Uh, just, like He would have gone to the bar and met some uh, other uh, German and he is, because he's very on top of it. Yeah. Very put together person. Very put together person. And he, a whole different version of him came out in Berlin and one night we went to a nightclub in Berlin and the next morning he goes, I think I left my passport at the club. Oh my God. And it was the funniest thing because it was you know 10 a.m. and we went back like a German nightclub at 10 a.m. Uh, looked like open. there was no no it was oh, like, oh, oh it was like the <laughs> amount of locks on the doors it's like this might not open again <laughs> Holy ever shit. for day. Yes, it doesn't yes, it, yes. look, it looks like a
3: condemned
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and I'll bring it back to uh, one of the credits you mentioned thank you very much for doing that New Year's Eve yeah. so <laughs> I was in the film New Year's Eve it was the, my final film. My swan It's on song.
1: Delta, by the way. Uh, is you it can, on you Delta can watch or- it on
2: Delta. I almost you did. know what? I will say I have. I've been in the kind of movies that I have seen on the back of seats, uh. where people then flip.
0: <laughs> no, you still get residual. I, get, I think if it. they started,
2: I get a residual. <laughs> so one of my co-stars in that movie is a guy named Till Schweiger, who is mm-hmm. a German actor. He was in *Inglorious Bastards*. Yep, and he had said to me, if you're ever in Germany, here's my number. And I assumed, you know, I was like, I'm never going to see him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We worked, it was like three days we worked on that movie. Yeah. And then I'm in Germany. I'm like, oh. and he told me I'm a huge star in Germany. <laughs> and so I, <laughs> I text Til Schweiger and I'm like, hey, I'm with like five friends. And he goes, oh my God, where are you? I'm like, here he goes, come over to my house. So we went over and he was the nicest. He said, I've got a bunch of bikes. We'll get it, we'll I'll get bikes. And he's the guy who took us this nightclub. And by the way, he was like everywhere you went you heard storm. people be like, this is Til Schweiger. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like everybody, every, you, even on bikes, people be like, das ist Till <laughs> And so, anyway, he's like, come out on my boat uh-huh. the morning. So, uh, Kenwood loses his passport and we get on Till Schweiger's boat and uh, Kenwood's like, I think I gotta go to the embassy or, you know, because we gotta fly. Until like, what happened? I'm like, he's left his passport at the club last night. He's like, yeah, hold on a second. And he just like, called. I mean, like, you know, it's some version of like, yeah, is it you? Schweiger, uh, no, my <laughs> friend, Ken uh, yeah, we is a passport? Yeah, good <laughs> guy. And he's like, yeah, they have it. <laughs> and he just like called like new, like he had like the phone number to like club owners in Berlin.
1: That's incredible. Wow. And it was immediately
2: like, it'll be at your hotel. So that was, wow, uh, that was so the best, European. a lot of, you know what? I will say, I did not enjoy my time on film sets. I felt very out of my depths. Okay. But New Year's Eve was a great experience. Yes. Who, was your,
1: who was your wife in that?
2: Jessica Biel. Jessica Biel. Oh, so that's oh a nice thing, just as a credit. Yeah. But the other couple was Till Schweiger and Sarah Paulson. Oh, oh, lovely. So that was, it was a really nice foursome. And uh, <laughs> was that yeah. Gary Marshall? It was Gary Marshall. Oh, that's, who, oh, that's pretty wow. cool. Gary Marshall, who I love. I loved him so much. Mm, And he was a Northwestern guy. Yeah. And I remember one of the days I had a scene where I was going to run down the hallway because, you know, Jessica's water had broken. I do not remember her character's name. I apologize. (laughs) Uh, I was running down the hallway. I was going to bump into an old lady and apologize to her. And I remember Gary came up to me. He goes, I want you to think of your favorite teacher you ever had. And whatever her name was, when you bump into this lady, you're going to say, I'm sorry, Mrs. Whatever her name was. And she's going to watch it and she's going to say, look at it. He remembers me all these oh, Anyway, oh. it's so sweet. And then end of the day, uh, we run long. Okay, we have to cut the scene. No! He goes, but he comes in, he goes, I'm cutting the scene. Will you promise me you're going to call her? Oh my You did, God. Not. No, I did not. You did not. I think also the thing that I had never had the heart to tell her, I'm like, I'm pretty sure she's long dead. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't That's a, a scary th- thought of because like,
1: yeah. your favorite teachers when you were young might have passed. They old now. Or you'd see them and they would look like so different. Oh. Like I'm scared. Yeah. <laughs> I had to, you had to bring it to that. I had to bring it there. Mm-hmm. I, you know what? I was looking at the New Year's Eve thing and there's so many stars. So, Liam and Michelle. so many stars. And none
2: of us met each other because it was everything was oh, like yeah. silo-silo. Yeah. It wasn't like one of those movies where we all meet up at the sure. end.
1: So you're not, in your future, you don't see more on-camera acting? I do not.
2: And I feel great. I had a moment, I remember, where I decided I wasn't going to be, I wasn't going to do that anymore. Mm. And I was so, the relief I felt. Wow, was the most. It's so it was so lovely. Well, we play. have a part for you. Do you? And, um, I, and big, big movie. I will, any big movie with you two.
1: <laughs> if it's the case where we're I
2: get die. to play Seth
0: Meyers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, okay. I no, no. He me and he was like, you know the one we're talking about. Well, actually, what will you I, I a role. That, that, that's what
0: I was going on. I was like, I think this is just a challenge.
1: I have to say, you Gary. Just now, you're Gary Marshall just now was unbelievable. Well, that's very look, good. Yeah. Put a camera on you there. That's an Oscar I nomination have perfect, for the. I have a perfect level of
2: impersonation for my current job, which is very oh. undercooked, but like grabbing the essence of. Of uh, yes, there was a moment in time where the beginnings or the idea of a Stefan script was being discussed. Right, ah, I'm sure. like when a Millennium Bill write one, and <laughs> this was not a scene that was ever written, but I did have a pitch for myself and Stefan, yes. which was because I knew it was going to be Stefan and uh, James Franco, you know, whatever, whoever. his right. It wasn't going to be me and Stefan. But you figure in. So I figured in, so I said, here's how I think it should start. <laughs> it should start with Stefan and Weekend Update. And then when it's over, you know, it, once again, I'm so disappointed that as the city correspondent, he did not bring whatever St. Patrick's Day tips.
0: Right. And he said, look,
2: uh, to make it up for you, just come out with me one night. Just come out, have a night, me and you together as Stefan's New York and I'm like alright one night and then you would just do these super fast cuts of he and I and all yes. these crazy clubs that would be the opening montage and then it would end with me in a body bag and yes, I yes, zip it up yes,
1: <laughs> say, it and so Stefan funny. would
2: say he's dead and then title, like then the splash Stefan the movie and then it would be about him uh, falling in love you know that would be that is the most that, beautiful bridge out of I thought it was world. a good bridge
0: That's out so, that uh, is yeah.
1: so funny and honestly 15 years before they would have made that movie I 1000%
2: think. One it was people. Yeah, I think that was a real... Bill had a good sense of... Because, again, it is, still, it is still it. pristine to have a yeah. an SNL character that... Also, that it's was flawless. the greatest gift to me as far as... I mean, I thought my job was just to be Stefan's foil. Yeah. And then very slowly, no. him and Mulaney wrote this... It was my romantic comedy. I yeah. can't believe really, I got to be it.
1: It really developed into something gorgeous it was it I mean, a true fun was a moment in culture Yeah, that was that that was incredible I we both it was his last Bill's last show was that
2: you know, yeah. getting married to Anderson Cooper and we had to <laughs> and me saving the wedding and we mm-hmm. Bill and I ran off stage uh, or he ran off and then I followed him and then it went to the pre-tape and then Bill and I were backstage uh, oh. right outside the like control room wardrobe if you can picture mm-hmm, and we're watching mm-hmm. I the pre-tape and now he's wearing a veil and we're holding hands <laughs> and it was Bill's last show and it was uh Sudeikis's last show and Fred's last show I think and oh, so in wow. and the last the previous year had been Andy and Wigs. Mm-hmm. so for me end of the era I also a know way. I'm leaving next year to host late night and Bill and I are holding hands <laughs> and we're both like starting to cry oh, oh my god. god and I was so funny because I remember I was getting married a few months later, and I'm like, I f I do don't cry at my real
1: wedding. <laughs> <laughs> did you? I did. Yeah. Yes. But like that. But it was You're a like,
2: crier, yes. Oh yes. But What's your only sign? happy Capricorn. Oh, okay. I'm a real happy crier. I don't I rarely cry out of sadness. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I will I'm a happy crier too. Uh, I mean, one of the great things in life is for me is like telling people how much you love them and how much I mean to you uh, uh,
1: that sorry. is so wonderful. I think if I've ever cried, it's been a happy thing. I don't think I've ever cried for a sad thing on here.
0: On here? Yeah. I've definitely cried for sad. Yes, you have. I have have a nice...
1: You have a beautiful range of of emotion. Mm -hmm. I've tried to cry. Not even tried to cry, but like I realized the other day. So I got on Lexapro this year, and I feel like it's made me unable to cry. And it's been hard to not have that because i do identify as a crier yeah so then i thought maybe i'll get off of it i miss crying (laughs) and then you realize no 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 it's not the (laughs) reason to get get off it
2: you (laughs) you might cry all the time (laughs) can you just lower the dose so i get like two or three good cries
0: (laughs) there's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of bubbly Try
1: new Bubbly Burst. You know, Bowen, I sleep well. And I know I you do. I attribute that in many ways to the mattress that I sleep on.
0: We both sleep on the Helix Midnight Mattress. It's given us sweet dreams aplenty. And the Helix lineup offers over 20 unique mattresses, including the reward winning Lux and Ultra Premium Elite collections, the mm. Helix Plus, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and the Helix Kids Mattress designed for growing bodies and endorsed by child sleep experts everywhere.
1: Say it again. Take the Helix Sleep quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. Your personalized mattress is shipped right to your door, free of
0: charge. Everybody is unique, and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences.
1: Unique girl, the way you sleep is perfect. Plus, Helix mattresses all come with a ten or fifteen year warranty, depending
0: on the model. Helix is offering up to thirty percent off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleepcom Culturistas. That's Helix sleep.com/slash-culturistas. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Do you need to be part of the next pop culture moment? Are you scared of
1: missing out on once-in-a-lifetime experiences? From can't-miss music festivals to international fashion shows to your favorite celeb's favorite restaurant, staying in the know can be so expensive. Don't let your finances hold you back from living your best life. Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit has helped a hundred million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com to start living yours. It's dot com. Let's get into it. Do you know um- what? Weekend update character. I always feel like should have come back and it came in her last year. And you know who I'm going to talk about. I know who you're going to talk about. Flirting expert, Rebecca LaRue. I mean, it's unbelievable. It's the, I think it was her best work ever. Here's which how is saying, good it was, was,
2: well, I will just say, here's how good it was. It was so good. While it was going on, I had a moment where I thought, am I going to fuck Kristen? <laughs> <Like, laughs> it literally <laughs> is uh, so it's so, so real, real, yeah. so real, and such. it was such an indictment yeah. of the kind of girls that I was into before oh. I met my wife. Oh my because god! Because they were just—I was, just, I was like, like, having this weird flashback to like, this is nice. She's ah. making me feel nice.
0: <laughs> this is so funny because
1: that's why it's so funny. Is because that is a person in the world,
0: and that's how they—that is they how get they get are. Them. Yeah. But I gotta say, so you can access dress rehearsal footage for every single episode that's ever aired. I love this. And I was so curious. I was like, how did Rebecca LaRue play a dress? Oh, I don't even know. Do you not remember? I have no memory. I went back and watched the dress version of that and I read the script completely different. Wow. Almost completely different. And like, it didn't, and I'm gonna say, and I think it's okay that I say this, didn't necessarily play a dress. Really? And it's one of those things where I go, that's amazing. That they're like, we know what to change. We know how to fix this. And by the time it got to air, it was perfect. How would you characterize the changes? It was just like, she didn't open her legs. address. Yeah. dress. <laughs> she didn't. I think she like underplayed it. I think she was coy Shire, for too long. And, and like, it didn't have a breaking moment by the end. Like it was just, they really, really f- fixed it up by, by the also, to air. it air. I
2: also... I'm at risk of saying, well, that was the wig era where she knew it would go through no matter what. But that was never her style. Sure, no. But that no, wasn't. Sure. She never counted on anything. Right, so right. So I don't even think it was a case of her being like, I'm going to pace myself. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I do think it was a case of her being smart enough. Uh, probably wrote it with Kent yep. James, I'm going to guess, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where they knew how to fix it. Ugh. Yeah. And that is, I mean, so early on when I was doing update uh, alone... Shoemaker, who's my producer, Mike Shoemaker, Mm -hmm. fast. he now claims that he maybe made this up to give me a note because he said, look, they've done some testing on you as a solo update host and one of the things they said is they don't like when you don't like the guest. The viewer doesn't like when I'm mad. And I will say I think that was sort of a bygone comedy move of just being frustrated. Like, if I was always frustrated with Uh Stefan. It would have been less fun. And so I gave myself permission to just enjoy. Yeah. Yes. And with that said, there's still so many moments knowing that there were dress rehearsals of all those characters where they were so capable. That group of people Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. was so capable of still being
0: surprising two hours later. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. But that is the thing where like, I think Alex Bays pointed this out, like the most flattering thing that ever came out of me doing the iceberg was like Henry was telling me that Alex Bayes was telling Henry that like the iceberg is so crazy because it's usually Colin or Seth or Che or like or, or whoever's at the update desk being like, hey, come on, hey, come on, guests, like stop doing that. But this was a reversal where it was Colin being like, come on, like like teasing something out of the guest, being like, no, won't you won't you give us something? Won't you talk about like the Titanic sinking for for, for a little bit? And it's the guest who's like, no, I'm not going to do that. And I was like, oh, like I, that had never occurred to me and Anna Dresden that like, that's what we were doing. But like, that is the thing that like, that's another ingrained thing about SNL. It's like, oh, whoever's at the update desk is like trying to like tamp down the fun of whatever's going on with Mm. the guest or something. Yes, absolutely. But like.
2: People will say, how did you not laugh during Stefan? And I'll say, I think I laughed all the time. I think that was part of the fun of it. When you go back, like I allowed myself, one of my friends, Neil Brennan said, he goes, I like to think of Update as the last place anyone can get their clients booked. (laughs) <laughs> like everyone has they've that's already perfect. they've had just like look Morning Joe will not have back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They back re- he's a persona non grata <laughs> you know but they think you know if we could just he promises and yeah. so that was another funny way to think about it which is this is the last place where any of these people can be on mm.
0: that mm, is that, that's such a good yeah. frame yep totally well I think it's time. It might be time. Or I don't think so, honey.
1: Oh, this, Seth, is our one-minute segment okay. that we do, where we sort of drag something on culture for, let's say, a minute. And um, we say, I don't think so, honey, throughout. I have something, okay. and it's, it's not to attack London. It's to make an observation, again, about something I've said in the past, because let me just get
0: into it. Okay, okay. this is Matt Ronders. I don't think so, many His time starts now.
1: I don't think so, honey. The shower's in London. Oh. I've come for the water closets and the situations with the toilets being in a separate yeah. room. I have a huge bruise on my ass right now. I collapsed in the shower. What? I didn't even feel I collapsed. It was more than what Julia Roberts does for comedic effect. It was a full collapse, okay? I have to tell you, what we're trying to do, I appreciate that the shower and the toilet were in the same room, but when the room is too small, that means the shower is too small as well. The shower too small i collapsed i the bruise on my ass i was of course because this is the horniest time of the year dming with people about potentially hooking up with them in the days prior to thanksgiving because people get super horny in the dms this time of year i told you this on your show yes i can't hook up with anyone right now because of the gangrenous bruise on my ass right now i would show you but i just don't think everyone wants to see it I have to say, it's bad. It's limiting and it's because Five of seconds. the size of the shower. I don't think so, honey. The way we're set up to fail in London in these certain rooms.
0: In with the plumbing. That's so scary.
1: I have to tell you, it was just the thing where I was like in the shower and I was just like, okay, well, if I I, I can't really move. It's like, you know, when there's like too much room, you have fun in the shower and you're kind of moving around.
0: I don't move around that much. You stand right under what's your shower style? You stand right under the water? And then I'll reach and grab a bottle of something. But I'm not I'm not really using the space.
1: I like to like very much move around in the shower. It's not that's, dancing, I would well, say that's, yeah.
0: that there's there's a hazard in
1: Well that. sure, but like it never. I feel like to your lawyer, America. if you're
2: gonna take legal action against this hotel, <laughs> okay. your lawyer right now is stop talking. <laughs> Matt. Seth, you are putting yourself in I, a hard position to sue.
1: And okay, so then they had what was called a rubber mat okay which I guess I was supposed to put down
0: uh, uh, hotel but then it?
1: I I'm not saying because oh, okay. yeah. no because my lawyer Seth your lawyer too <laughs> be he'll be like oh, I don't know because I think this Seth is right but I will say I open up oh, our the lawyer's name Matt, is actually Seth by the oh great our lawyer's yeah, yeah, name yeah. is Seth <laughs> silent killers we love our lawyers <laughs> they were described to us before we hired them as silent killers. Were
0: they really? Yeah. I was not, they were not described as that to me. We had a manager who was like, you're, you're going to want these guys, they're silent killers. <laughs> that's so they're not funny. the kind of lawyers that's like in people's face. They're, they're, silent they're
1: lovely, very, very good lawyers. I, they love when we talk about them on the show too. We always get a text. That's great. Well, Seth always texts. Isaac. Isaac's not I, really a texter. Isaac's
0: a texter, yeah.
1: Well, not with me. Oh, Fuck. Okay. He's a silent text. He's, He's a, a
0: t- silent text. Text. That's what it is. Sure. I'm just not, I'm just not <laughs> seeing yeah. it. Um,
1: so, I opened the rubber mat and it's like yellow and like looks nasty. And I'm like, I'm not putting my feet on that, especially as someone who's a survivor of athlete's foot. Right. I had athlete's foot for about nine months. Oh. And I realized it was because I had to have my shower washed.
0: But can I say that um, you having a bruise on your ass does not necessarily preclude you from hooking up with anybody. Some people Can I say it's not like a cute bruise. Like I'm like, that's not up to you. All right, uh, that's up to the other person. I guess should I run the risk? I think you should. Also, I don't. I disagree that this is the horniest time of year. In a month, it will be the horniest time of year. It's actually don't not disagree with me. Everyone me on record.
1: This so is a thing for me and press.
2: Okay, oh okay. busy interesting so it's not weather related or like where
1: our bodies are at during the like no. holiday it's just busy it's just that everyone's busy yeah. it's about to become the horniest time of year because I said this on a show but it basically it's like no I, I know you did well for everyone listening at home that didn't watch my incredible segment on Seth Meyers which we all strong. can agree was That's a star making and Henry
0: moment. texted me they were like yep. Matt was so funny I said it I have no doubt
1: and then I said to you, I was like, you have Seth's number? I was like, what are you guys in a group chat called Lawrence Faves? Called, Lauren, said, called the Lawrence. The Lauren's Boys. The <laughs> Lawrence Boys. So in a little while, it will become the thing where people are like at home for a little bit too long. And I'm telling you, oh, oh, oh. this is when you shoot your shot with the person that you like have like flirted with before a little bit, but like it's never gone there. Mm-hmm. I bet back in the day, and you can say <laughs> back in the day. Certain hosts came through, like girl, lady hosts, like that, that were into it.
0: Jennifer Lawrence admitted to having a crush. But yeah, I will say this.
2: Uh, Malini once said this. He goes, Did you know we could flirt with a host? I was like, No. Because I feel like a lot of people did very well. Uh, Andy Sandberg. Really? Yes. I think Sudeikis. And then I it never imagine. occurred to me. I mean, I will say, Bowen, I feel like every day for me at SNL as head writer was Christmas. I was too busy. I was just too busy.
1: Just Thank too you. Busy. Just too busy. But, just and you probably knew that they were like coming on, but you were like, I got I, 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 I don't it's, think it's, I, right. I, my radar for that was not up. I will really? say I, um,
2: I was as shocked as anyone when I heard that bounce from uh, Jennifer Lawrence.
3: Wow. Really.
0: Shocked. Not surprising to me at all. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you had every Rebecca LaRue in the city. <laughs> I had, a, I had to my LaRue years. <laughs>
1: Oh, my LaRue years. Oh, wow. wow. I, we, we need to have our LaRue years. Ugh. Are they happening now and we just don't I, know I, it? I think I'm letting
0: them slip away. I, I, don't. Did,
2: I think I had a moment that maybe there was a, a nightclub I used to go to that a friend of mine now's kids were having their bar mitzvah at. It was just that moment <gasps> is starting to happen where yeah. like, you know, we are talking about like New York City. Now, like it's one thing when the, there used to be a theater there, even worse, if it's the thing you used to go to
0: still there. And now it's this. And now it's for venues to go through generations. Yeah. See. Like yeah, to it's, look it's at it's it, to
1: look at a corner where you like made out with Rebecca LaRue and like there's like a 13 yeah. year old like growing up. <laughs> no, not, good. <laughs> not good Not good Not good Anyway I'm just nervous yes. About the bruise on my ass And then I feel like It's that weird thing Where if I go to hook up With someone I'm like Jesse you know There's a fucking huge bruise On my ass And then I'm kind of Scared of their reaction Where if they're really enthusiastic think- I'm sort of over the thing Where guys like Try to like hurt me During sex now No, it, that's,
0: no. Out. that's out It's
1: out And if you're in my DMs Being like Some people really can't stop with the whole thing of like, I'm going to come over and choke you or I'm going to come over and like, you're going to be in an immense amount of pain. I'm like, what is it? What is it? I I
0: don't know. That's a
2: real reverse LaRue. Yeah. That's a very different vibe. than my reverse LaRue. (laughs) This just speaks back to a very uh, hornier time in my life. I remember once being with a girl who was in your situation, but I remember she said, I have a boil. (laughs) <laughs> that I need lanced and I don't want to. I'd never hooked up with her. A oh, boil, I need lance. And I remember being like, "I'm sure it's fine." <laughs> I literally you didn't that, care. which is the word. I was like, "It's fine," and I think that uh, we, we should, should just, still do it. And she was like, "No, let me and and let me lance the boil. Let first. me lance the boil." But at the time, I was like, "This is you know what? Why are we getting hung up on boils?" <laughs> it seems like she was asking you lance. to lance it. I would, you think, maybe, maybe,
1: maybe. Come over with your, uh, Lance, Lance, your Lance, Lance Um well. Okay, well, anyway, I guess in a couple days time when this episode is out, maybe it'll have gone down a little bit. I'm winking at the camera, <sighs> but I'll be home with my goddamn parents. <laughs> and I have to say, Long Island grinder sucks.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, it's tough out there.
1: But maybe I can find a straight guy. You know, I'm still trying to figure that out. We can't. Get anyway, this. this is Bo and Yang's. I don't think so, <laughs> honey. Um, are you excited about this? I'm excited.
0: Do you have something that you've been thinking about for a long time? Um, not a long time, but it's top of mind.
1: Okay. Well, you know, a lot
0: of people are going to listen to this one. It's the Seth Meyers episode. Right. right. This is Bo and Yang's. I don't think so, honey. This time starts now. I don't think so, honey. Weighted blankets. I am. These are so dangerous. These are so dangerous. These will kill me. I'm waking up groggy as hell because of this fucking x-ray apron on my chest and why are some of them filled with glass beads what is this this the cock on a thursday night get the beads out and i'm sorry to shame the people who like the beads in them get the beads out of my blankets because it's not and how come half of them aren't machine washable so i'm supposed to spot treat these things that are disgusting and heavy Mm -hmm. no way i better be able to put it in my drum in my little machine 15. and clean them otherwise I'm getting the factory smell on me and that is not going to relax me. These weighted blankets are going to ruin Bye. my sleep and my life and if you get me one for christmas or anyone you love for christmas you're wishing death upon your loved one.
1: And that's one minute. <sighs> it's not I have one and I don't really use it and I I think it's a novelty. I think it's It
0: should just we're all going to laugh at how much we supposedly loved these things in a couple of years. I also think the bane of a
2: weighted blanket is when you decide you hate it, almost impossible to throw it.: You can't get yeah, rid of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to have it forever. Oh. It's going to be, whenever you move out of your apartment, you're going to leave it as a, a welcome <laughs> to the next person. And, and you're now,
0: never going to move not, out of that apartment. They're not getting anywhere near that. The, yeah. The next person.
1: Ugh. I think that they're really good in theory, but what I fear about the weighted blanket is what actually is it doing to our backs and our bodies? Because I don't think that that can be good for you. Because you're not really supposed to sleep with them on, right? You're supposed to like rest with Some them. Some people
0: say that you can sleep with them and that it, they're helpful for sleep, huh. and yet
1: for back problems. I was talking to
0: I was talking to our friend Amber Ruffin about this yesterday. Sorry, yesterday. I saw her yesterday as well. Oh yeah. And she said my fear is that I'm gonna to be too weak to get out of it wow. and that's a fair concern
1: but yeah. I am laughing thinking about Amber <laughs> struggling under a weighted blanket being like ah! late <laughs> oh no. late for work yeah late <laughs> for
0: work <laughs> I gotta go to a-
1: no. Uh, uh, before
2: I, I, I do my I don't think so honey uh, There was something In a recent episode That struck home wait, for me Wait right? you,
1: you, Can I ask you Are you a reader Like what's going on How do you identify I guess a reader
0: Yeah
2: you're a, a, reader. I'm a reader You're a, I'm a reader. finalist though. No you're, so, a finalist, you're a finalist Okay, okay So Donna Karan yes. Donna Karan So Karen. here was mine I had one Which is my mom My entire life uh, said Tommy Hilfinger.
1: Tommy Hilfinger, that's huge. My mother would say that. Too. And
2: I did not it never got corrected because I think then I it was a catalog that came to our home and my dad wore a lot of Tommy Hilfinger. But then it was there was nothing to correct it mm-hmm. for me. Right. And then I did a charity event no. for Tommy Hilfinger. <laughs> no. And it was thank God I wrote my jokes and I showed it to Shoemaker and thank God I spelled it Hilfinger. And my cuz I was right and he goes, I'm going to say something, and I want you to be offended. <laughs> yeah. Do you think his name is Tommy Hilfiger? I'm like, I 100% think his name. He goes, it is not Tommy Hilfiger. It's Tommy Hilfiger. I'm like, oh, my God, this could have been <laughs> a disaster to get it wrong in front of him at an event honoring him. Uh-huh. <laughs>
3: Terrible. So That's like that saying one. Jimmy
1: Buffet. Jimmy Buffet ballad' at, yeah. at his funeral.
3: <laughs> James
1: Buffet, rest yeah. in peace. Oh, rest, in, rest peace. in peace. Were you a parrot head?
2: I <laughs> never cared about it. It was a thing. I will say there was a moment in <laughs> I, but so whatever. Ninety-two to wait. Hold on. Let me get this right. I was high school, eighty-nine to ninety-two. There were a lot of kids who like loved Jimmy Buffett. Of yeah, I mean like we would go to parties, and that would be there was like a Elton John box that came out that year, and there was a Jimmy, a lot of Buffett okay. and
0: John. That was that. This is in New suburban, su, suburban New Hampshire. Suburban New Hampshire. Yeah,
1: yeah I, I think it's a thing. And,
0: it's an access point for a, a lifestyle that is so far away from you. Yeah. Especially if you're in New Hampshire or maybe even yeah. The day Illinois. he died,
1: my dad was at the beach crying a tear and pouring one out. Good oh. for him. Yeah, he was a massive. Good. Shooter. I mean, I do think,
2: it, and that was a very nice, I mean, talk about a non-toxic culture, right? Yeah, totally. Perfect Who culture. do you stan? Yeah. Who do I stan? I feel like I'm... I'm I'm outgrowing my stan years. Like That's a lot okay. of the things I stand, I, you know,
0: I don't even know who I stan anymore. Let's say the last person that you were like, I'm going to really, I'm going to listen to the whole discography. I'm going to like familiarize myself with this person, these people, because I love them so much.
2: Well, okay. So somebody, this uh, music critic I really like wrote, he did make a list of his 50 favorite Elton John songs. Oh. And there were a lot of them that I didn't like I realized I'm like oh I didn't know and there's a lot of like 70s Mm -hmm. um, Elton stuff that's really great and like not radio friendly because they're like nine minute songs so I I had a very nice summer of listening Mm -hmm. to a lot of long Elton
1: John songs Elton John is one that I got my dad the Goodbye Yellow Brick Road vinyl and he got really way more excited than I thought he would and it excited me how excited he was. Yeah, perfect album.
0: Yeah. Would you stand, I I think Jeff Tweedy, but he's a friend. He's He's friendly now, but like I do stand Wilco. Wilco. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly
1: Do you need to be part of the next pop culture moment? Are you scared of missing out on once-in-a-lifetime experiences? From can't-miss music festivals to international fashion shows to your favorite celeb's favorite restaurant, staying in the know can be so expensive. Don't let your finances hold you back from living your best life. Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com to start living
0: yours. It's I-N-T-U-I-T.com. Let's get Into it. Hey, Lost Culturistas listeners, we're here to tell you that there's no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy. Just tap or click gift mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com, then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And gift mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas.
1: There's a lot of pressure around gifting. I usually have a hard time i thinking of gift ideas for the birthdays of loved ones in my life. And sometimes I do get
0: super stressed trying to find that perfect thing. Me too. But now with gift mode on Etsy, I can search hundreds of gifting personas and find so many incredible items. And I actually just found a custom chalk bag for the adventurer in my life who's into rock climbing. Not me. Now it's simple to find gifts made
1: by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a housewarming gift for the new homeowner in your life or a birthday present for the pickleballer in your life. Gift
0: mode has you covered. I'm not the pickleballer. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. Seth, are you to be ready for? I don't think so. Honey. I am. I'm so ready for. I don't think so, honey. And I hope. What are I, your hopes? Yeah, I'm gonna just do it. What
3: are your hopes
2: <laughs> for this? My hopes is that. <laughs> well, I it's gonna be holiday themed.
0: Okay, great.
2: And I really do. Uh, Rockefeller Center. That's one of your songs, right? <laughs> You're and it! Your name dropped, know, in and it. I know. And I was a little worried because you know Fallon gets name dropped early. And so then you worry like, and I would not begrudge the no, choice. No, 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 you made it. And so I'm very happy that I find my way in later. In the I song. forgot
1: to bring that up when I was on your I show. I was going to say, I was like, you yeah. did you software. know that you were in the song?
2: I did not know I was in the song when you were on. <laughs> I knew I was in the song when I, because I listened to the album after you were on and I was very happy. Because when I heard Fallon early, I was like, oh boy.
1: Oh shit. I wouldn't, but again, that was the right choice. But yeah, what's fun about that is starting with Jimmy and then going to Al and then landing at Jenna Bush Hager. Absolutely. And yes. Jenna Bush Hager is a laugh line. And that's actually Rule really of Culture number 18. <laughs> so Jenna Bush Hager is, is a laugh line. Yeah. I She's actually be, one of my
2: favorite people in culture. I think I'm going to see her tomorrow. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. Perfect. Lucky. I'll tell her how, uh, how you guys say hello. We love her. We're about yeah. to see her too. We're about to see oh, her too. Are you really?
3: your yes. Her house or, or yours? <laughs> no, I mean, what is she
2: coming uh, to- We're the, going to
0: her, go her house. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. But I mean, <laughs> you coming right before Cecily Strong, really, I think- Seth Meyers, Cecily, Cecily Strong, Strong, Meredith Vieira. Yeah, that, that made me very Clark's happy, song. yeah. That was, and you know who
2: was really happy? Verizon Corporate. <laughs> That was the dream. Both
0: of you get Verizon money if you're next if to each other. Na- if you put one person between us, no payday. No. Well,
1: here's the thing. Here's the peak behind the curtain about that song. So I'm writing that part because I wanted to have you, thinking, you do you were it. You Verizon? And I said, you know what? I'm No. I said, I don't care what anyone thinks. Anne Curry is going in this song. Absolutely. Because I know Anne Curry is controversial in yeah. like in the, all of it. But I was like, I don't care. This is my fight song. Like, Anne Curry, all respect to Anne Curry is the lyric. And that is true forever. God. Yeah. Love her. Love
0: Anne. Love Anne. And for the pod. And for the pod. She'd be an incredible guest. She really would be. You think? Yeah. Okay, this is Seth Meyers' holiday themed. I don't think so, honey. This time starts now. I don't think so,
2: honey. Out of towners who visit the Rockefeller Christmas tree. This is an office, it's a place of work. It's an office. Just listen to Matt's song. Yeah. People work there. <laughs> yeah. And I get it, but I think you all come from places where there are a lot of trees to yes. go see. Is it Is that just right? that there's one tree amongst buildings? If you put one building amongst the forest, I wouldn't come and visit it. Also, <laughs> you can look at the weather before you visit New York City. And sometimes, I hate to say it, but due to climate change, it's not. It's not zero degrees. So don't wear your biggest coat because that's basically each person is two people and we don't have enough room in the concourse for that. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the biggest thing though. If you go to the tree lighting, I have so much respect for you to be there in person when they light the thing up. Just look at it. Just enjoy the moment because too many of you hold up your phones Mm -hmm. and you try to take a photo of the moment the lights go on. Mm -hmm. That's an (gasps) impossible moment to take because you either get the moment before the lights are on or the moment the lights are on mm-hmm. and just this is a thing you're there you fought through the crowds just watch it yeah, just live I in the moment 100% and, uh, but a Merry Christmas doll and I do <laughs> appreciate you
1: <laughs> and, and that's, that's one when minute the, you're actually dead right and the this thing is, about needing to document the tree lighting yeah. is they're actually they're grabbing that they're grabbing it. They're yeah. actually grabbing it. There's professionals that are grabbing it for Someone's, you. Yeah. So you can actually have that moment documented. You don't need to be the one to do it. I promise you, there's actually a huge televised special where they're getting it. Flip
2: it around, get you and your family, but with the tree in the background. Mm-hmm. No one's going to say you shouldn't do that. Sure. But just that moment of trying to be there. I was there when the, the a light went on. And so you
0: can't take that yeah. photo. Yeah. Dude. Or, what is that? How does that play into your own Christmas Experience. I think everyone's fine just looking at the tree from Saks Fifth Avenue and then keeping it moving. We would come in from Long Island to see it,
1: and even as a pre-ironic, like whatever. When I was in like middle school, I was just like, "Look, like I get we're going into the city to see a show. Like I understand this culture, but the tree. I was like, I never got the tree, and Uh I think that's where the song comes from. It's just like this is so silly, but like, well, your song is great because you respect it as a place of work.
2: That you were yes. are singing a song about a, a holiday place, but what I like about the lyrics is you keep reminding people yes. that this is where people work.
1: But it also encourages voyeurism, yeah, and it sure. encourages the encroachment of privacy. And I'm happy you're here, so I can apologize to you about that, because I think you're really on the map because of my song. Uh, yeah. I think people are going to be on the hunt. I,
2: <laughs> I didn't realize. So speaking about nobody on the hunt, I... Like when, you know, if BTS is on Fallon, there's so many people outside. Right, yeah. And talk about a Venn diagram where there's... It's two circles. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I can walk through it and like, nobody... And again, I walk out with a couple security guys. So there you would be... There's a moment where you're like, is it? You know, like you look, you know, if you see a guy, you say, and nothing. And I found out at SNL after the fact that like there were people in my cast who at the end of the show would go to the basement to get cars. Wow.
0: You don't do that. We don't... don't I've never been with you. and And I'm starting to get... When I walked out now, not the biggest response anymore. What are you talking it's, about? And it's it's fine. It's oh, actually, it's a beautiful moment. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm not like wet behind. I'm, or I'm not like the yeah, the, I don't, the new that's guy. That's literally not true. I think that you're probably just used to it. No, no, no. I think it's, they're used to me and they're like, oh, there's that yeah. one.
1: The glamour of walking from those doors to the cars when it's like the thing of they recognize you. I never think that's ever going to like happen for me. And then when I was at BravoCon. Oh, <sighs> I got out of a car at BravoCon and walked, and it was people were screaming like I was BTS. Uh. I was like, "Why?" Because I've been on Watch What Happens Live a handful of times, and that is why the Bravo people are their Chef's Kiss, the way they act.
2: Lovely people. I 2001 SNL. I feel like was the end of an era. I feel Mm -hmm. like it was. the last vestiges of sex in the city of New York uh-huh. before it shifted to the post 9-11. Yes, yes. Sure, yes. Sure, sure. And the cars to the SNL after party were stretch limousines. Like old school promy stretch limousines. Yep, yep. And so, you know, now I think it's all it's like, like town guards or SUVs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it was such a trip when you, I would have high school friends or college <laughs> friends come to the show. <laughs> and it was everything you wanted it to be where you'd like get
0: into a, a stretch limo. Kyle eight. Mooney would still get one every week before he paid, so for his, paid for it himself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was so. Talk about a Disney person. Oh,
1: Kyle. Kyle will fuck it up at Disney. Oh, I bet. He goes with Fran Gillespie,
2: Fran and Beck, and, and back? they all go. I Beck. Yeah, I love Beck. Beck and I were at Sarah Schneider and Mike Carnell's wedding. Uh-huh. And it was in Virginia. And I went on my own, and I got like a room that was, it was like a two room, villa each time. It's not a villa because it was like all colonial. But yeah. anyway, you'd walk in the front door, you go right, and it was one hotel room and left and it was the other. And they were like each suites. And I, again, it was a wedding where I was on my own and had a nice time. And then I went back. I was going to drive back first thing in the morning. And Beck had people do his room. And it was the funniest thing. It was so loud and dumb. And it kept me up. But it was, Beck was doing the dumbest bits that were, it was making me laugh so hard. Usually, because it was just I was like he would be so devastated if he knew <laughs> you it, it's like I'm it's like somebody <laughs> rolled a bed with me in it into the middle of that's so how well I hear it. and he did write me the nicest note because I think in the morning he slowly put it together For he sure. was like oh no and
0: it was really sweet but. <laughs> one, one of our biggest sweeties love oh. Love that guy. Love that guy.
1: Anyway. Speaking of loving that guy, love this guy. Period.
0: This was,
2: this was everything I wanted it to be. I, my favorite thing was when it started, and, and Matt said, I have a surprise for you. And you literally heard a rustle and guessed it exactly. It exactly. really speaks to hell. How- in two Tour. Well,
1: uh, listen, I have a psychic connection to him and honestly, it's really, we have Emily to thank because it, when she gave, gave me this for you, I was like, I should have and then I got friend guilt because I was like, why didn't I already No, anything no, to no. And I got an elevator today to go down from my apartment to come here and I had forgotten them and I said, let me go back. I was like, I have to get this to my girl.
0: And still you got here before I did. Yeah. That's amazing. Love you before. Don't This feel was about. such a, an honor and a pleasure to be here with you guys. Are
1: you kidding? This
2: is just the best. You're i can't so, even... you guys are so good. You're so good at many things. But well, you are, uh, the two of you together doing this has been just so happy to be here in person. This
1: is the best. This and thank God we could do it in person and it's caught on film. Yeah. Thank and you like, all. Can we give it up for the crew. Give it up for the kids <laughs> <Because laughs> they the crew. are. They've been so great. Did you guys enjoy yourselves today? <laughs> All right There we go (laughs) Yes Yes (laughs) This is incredible You got to watch Late Night with Seth Meyers You probably already are Because we have such a cool audience um, With a great sense of humor You guys You might have to come on our podcast one day Oh
0: yeah, Yeah we have trip stories for sure Between our families We have trip stories You know there was
1: We've told the story many times But Bowen almost
0: threw up on a plane And I got mad at him Uh, He got mad at me for being For feeling nausea On a plane Great
1: well we'll talk yes. about that On the <laughs> Daily <Troops. laughs> Um We end every episode With a song mm-hmm. Why is this one In my head
3: Goodbye,
1: Goodbye Ruby, Tuesdays. Ruby Tuesdays Because Boop. I was thinking Think I was Kristen. thinking about Elton John, but that's not, not Elton, Elton John. No, but no. I feel like psychically it is Elton John. <laughs> yeah, like but, like but famously not. Famously. <laughs> but, but, but psychically, psychically yes, yes. famously, famously not. not. Psychically, <laughs> it's actually a culture number eight. Psychically <laughs> yes, yes, famously,
0: famously not. not. Bye. Bye. perspective. Some say Titanic is the best gay nightclub in the city. And those people are me and me. So set sail with this cookie crazy off-Broadway hit
1: and get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. Get tickets today at titanicmusical.com.